Strange Talk with Doc. This is your host, Doc. I can be found if you just check me out on, just put me in Google, Yahoo, or whatever you use as your search engine, Strange Talk with Doc. All my locations will show up if you have any comments, if you have any suggestions, if you'd like to be a guest, if you'd like to call in, all the information is there. I love to hear from you. I love your comments, your likes, share. Please subscribe to my various sites if you listen in and enjoy. This is a uh, topical podcast. We talk about a lot of things here, sports, news, life in general, politics, wrestling. It doesn't make a difference, music. But what we do not do here at Strange Talk with Doc is we do not gossip about anything. And if I find myself even remotely gossiping, pull my card. We also don't claim to, or I don't claim to open anybody's third eye. I do not have any more knowledge than you do about a particular subject. It's just that I am giving my personal opinion. I speak for me. I speak for Doc. I do not speak for you, nor do I claim to speak for you. I have some special shows coming up next week. We're going to deal with the music that moves your life, the soundtrack to your life, the music that you can live without, stuff that maybe songs that got you through a moment, got you through a situation that give you hope, or something that just made you open up to an idea that you never felt before. Music that touched your soul, your mind, your body, and your spirit. I don't give a damn what genre it is. It makes no difference. Music speaks to the soul as far as I'm concerned. I love music. I live every day. I listen to some music. I don't drive without music. Matter of fact, music drives me. I'm a drummer. I love, like I said, music. So that's going to be next week's show. So let's kick this bad boy off. Well, Jerry Epstein was found hung in his cell at MCC in Manhattan. This was not a hard thing to predict, people. We all knew that there was no way that Jerry Epstein or Epstein was going to make it to trial. He knows where the bodies are buried. He made people very nervous. It's just kind of ironic that he was taken off suicide watch and also that his cell was not checked. This is a man that was on suicide watch. Now the COs all of a sudden aren't even doing their normal rounds and he's a high profile hands-on president's type guy and they didn't look out for him. And to Sachi 69, I'm sure they checked on him when El Chapo was there on Chopper, they checked on him. I'm sure they checked on R. Kelly, but this man who has the dirt on some high-level people, nobody checked on him. Uh, this it needs to be a thorough investigation. We do not need another further embarrassment to the United States of America because it's out of control. We are becoming a banana republic. And anybody who's a pedophile who has information on other pedophiles, this is information the general public needs. We need to be able to place these people in the place where they need to be, which is called locked away, so that they cannot hurt any more young people.
people, destroy any more families. So a motorcycle backfires in my beloved Times Square area of New York City. And it caused a mass panic. This is the day and age we live in. And it's a shame, it's sad, and I do not blame any one of those people for taking off, running, ducking, looking for a safe place to hide. What were they supposed to think? One person leaves another person, and it becomes like a, a domino effect. But this is, this is the, like I said, this is the day and age we live in. People are scared. People are uptight. People are nervous. And the, the powers that be are not comforting. They're not doing anything that allows people of the nation to be at a level where they're reaching a level of comfort where they can say, you know what, maybe that wasn't what I thought it was. So the mind automatically clicks to the very worst case scenario. Because just the day before, you had an imbecile, some 20-year-old fool in Missouri decides that he wants to go over to Walmart in body armor while carrying a assault rifle and over 100 rounds of ammunition. But now he's claiming he's just testing the Second Amendment right. Yeah, this is some bullshit that a lawyer told him to say so that he didn't sound like a potential mass shooter. Now, I haven't heard anything about them going through his computers, uh, what kind of groups he's on online, his social media accounts to see if he had any kind of manifesto, if he was planning something. Maybe this was just a fool. But either way, he was busted. I'm glad he was busted. And I also want to tip my hat to the grandmother who turned in her grandson this week, who was also planning some kind of deal like this. I want this to end. I don't want any more families to suffer. If men really want to battle in a war-type situation, they can join the military, they can get in special forces and almost guarantee themselves a armed conflict against other armed individuals where it's at least a kind of fair exchange. When you are fighting and you have a assault rifle and the people you're going up against are just carrying uh, an iPod, a cell phone, or a tablet, they're in a no-win situation. And this has to end. So the United States of America has fully embarrassed itself. We have now been placed on and issues warnings of citizens traveling from these countries to now come to the U.S. They deemed us a dangerous country. This is something that we normally usually do to other countries. Now, Uruguay, Venezuela, Japan, Germany, Ireland, Canada, New Zealand, and I'm sure the list is growing as we speak, have all put us on be on the watch out if you travel to America, especially if you are certain things, if you're Muslim, if you're homosexual, if you're of color. White people, not so much. But everybody else, you better be watching, you know? Now, we know that when we have these mass shooters, the President of the United States of America loves to jump, number 45, loves to jump to the conclusion that these people offer all suffer from mental illness. Now, the statistics show 
that one in five or 46 million, almost 47 million people in the United States of America do suffer from mental illness. But it's bogus to automatically jump to the conclusion that these are mental illnesses. Why can't he ever just say this evil, they're wicked, their souls are rotten, that they wanted to cause mayhem, terror, destruction, and chaos? But he cannot say that. But if it's a brown man or if it's a black man, they're automatically thuggish, evil. I mean, it's all thuggish. It's all evil. Can't we just put it all in one bundle? Why do we have to separate even vile behavior by color, by giving outs? The President of the United States is no psychologist. He is no doctor of any sort. And for him, in a couple of hours, to automatically deem somebody mentally ill is unfair to the people who literally suffer from mental illness, as though all mentally ill people go out and harm other people. There are a lot of peaceful, mentally ill people in this world who will not harm anybody unless harm is brought to them. So we need to stop that bullshit. But because this dude is so worried about being treated like a rock star when he went to Dayton, and because he's so worried about Obama and how he was treated when it was mass shootings, and the headlines from the New York Times, he can't even focus on the issue at hand. You know, the real issues at hand, and he is, his mind is trapped into trivial pursuit of bullshit, nonsense, and garbage. Now, the Gallison police chief, Vernon Hale, should be ashamed of himself. He stands behind these two law officers. I don't give a damn if this guy's a criminal or not. Those Mounted police could have got off that damn horse, stopped in the street, parked their horse, and waited for a patrol car to pick this black man up instead of bringing him down the street like it was 1658 by rope, two horses and, a, and two mounted police. The visual on that was so horrible. Horrible. I couldn't speak when I seen it for about five minutes. I was irate. I was saddened. I was disappointed that any human being would say, you know what, this is a good idea. The good idea is I'm sure those mounted police carry radios just like every other police officer carry radio. We need a patrol car. We are go- Okay, maybe you might have had the time at the scene. I don't know. But you did not have to parade him up the street like that. That that where's the humanity? Where exactly is the humanity? That's a lack of humanity when you look at that man and you see less than an animal. That's what you do to cattle in modern day time. You do not do that to another human being. You know? You just don't do it. I also want to tip my hat to Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey says something very important, and I'm going to phrase this also to a story that's been told many times. You may know it. It's the lion and the guppy. And what makes the lion the real king of the jungle is that the lion might rule the land, but he doesn't know anything about the water. So when he goes down to the river to take a drink, he sits there and he speaks to a guppy, and he says, hey, guppy, how does it feel to live in the water? And when the guppy tells him, 
The lion literally listens. He takes the time to listen because he can't dispute anything the guppy said because he does not live there. He has never been in the water for an extended period of time. So he takes the advice of someone who knows. Even though he's smaller, he's weaker, and he could snap on him in a heartbeat, he listens. So to get back to what Champ Bailey said, Champ Bailey at his Hall of Fame speech said, we say this to all our white friends. When we tell you our fears, please listen. When we tell you we're afraid from our, our children, please listen. When, you tell, when we tell you there are many, many challenges we face because of the color of our skin, please listen. And you know what? Empathy will go a long way to heal some wounds in this earth. It will go a long way to heal some wounds in this country. If you can empathize with the pain that another is suffering, if a homosexual tells me that he goes through X, Y, or Z, and because I'm not a homosexual, I can't relate, I still can empathize. So if we have empathy for each other, we learn to find out what bothers us when we're attacked. And I say that that's something that we should do. We should learn more. And I, so I appreciate Champ for taking that minute of his day while he was at the Hall of Fame to bring up these great points. Now, I was listening to some music this week. And I'm going to say, I don't know if you really ever heard it. Now, you might have heard the song, but I want you to really listen and listen to the words very carefully that Yellow Wolf is saying and his two is gone. He tells quite a story in that song. And uh, it's not a brand new song. But it's a beautiful song, and I'm deeply into it. And he also had a song called Best Friends with Eminem, another great song. I got turned on to a brand-new artist this week called NF, NF. The song in particular off the album that I liked was a song called The Search. The beat that drops in this song, The Search, is outlandish. It is outrageous. I can hear this being played in every club. I could hear the EDC house music people using the drop from this in their mixes. This is a beautiful piece of work. And not once in this song does he cuss. Not once in this song does he glorify drugs, drinking, booty shaking, or anything like that. He's just telling you a story, and he's doing it in a way that's literally PG but banging at the same time. And that's not something that we normally get. Now, Rick Ross also dropped an album this week called The Port of Miami 2. I wasn't super impressed with the album. It's a, you know, it's standard, I guess, Rick Ross. The beats wasn't that funky to me. I call it pothead music where you sit around, drink, smoke weed, and you listen to a CD because there was no beats that actually said, get off your ass and dance. So, he didn't have anything that said, you know what, this is rocking. So I, if, if I had to rate it through uh, a one to five rating scale, I'd give it a two and a half on this uh, Port of Miami 2. So season three of Glow kicked off on Netflix uh, Friday. I might be up to episode three or four. So far, pretty good. Standard Glow. If you like the first two seasons, there's no reason that you will not like season three. So I say 
If you got nothing else to do, even though there's some good golf on today, which I will be watching, even though punk-ass Tiger Woods bowed out, he couldn't win the tournament. So he used the oblique uh, strain as a, an excuse. He wasn't going to make the cut, nor was he near winning the tournament, so he dropped out. And I think this is going to be his future MO. Every time that he's in trouble and he's not having a good Thursday, he's not having a good Friday, and he's going to say, you know what, I'm in kind of trouble here. I'm going to embarrass myself. Let me just bail out because he was like in 112th place out of 115. So, you know, I mean, who is this guy? I mean, damn, didn't he just win the Masters? And now he's sucking up the fucking land? You know? We got old Joe Biden. He's having quite a bit of senior moments. I really wish Joe would stop with the senior moments, that he would take a minute, slow his roll while he's speaking. Think about what's coming out of his mouth, because a guy running for the president against a dude like Trump can't afford to say stupid shit like poor kids are just as bright as white kids. Last time I looked, there are poor white kids. So what about poor kids are just as bright as kids who have money? Don't throw color into it. Don't throw any color. Don't throw pro color. Don't throw a negative color. If you you take the color out of this, then you don't really have a problem. But Joe's got to, he's got to stop having who pause or who who pause because he leaves 45 a chance to put digs on him. And, you know, he can't really use the ageism thing because he's just as old. Like I called him last week, we got Methuselah and Methuselah Jr. So he can't do that. Now, uh, the NBA All-Decade team came out for the 2010s, and I really don't have a lot to say about it. Uh, I will say that I thought, as much as I love them and being a Spurs fan, that Kawhi Leonard on the first team didn't really make sense. When Kawhi has been a A-plus player for only four years, and one of the four years he actually missed due to injury, so I don't think that he put enough time to be – uh, first team, should it be on one of the three teams? Sure, why not? Kobe being on third team, that's kind of questionable too. But I don't want to really go in depth on uh, the all-NBA team. That's something I would prefer if somebody calls in next week. We can argue that. I'll keep that on my docket for next week, but I'm going to pass and move on from there now. HBO Hard Knocks kicked back off with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, so far, so good. I mean, Hard Knocks is not a disappointment. It's good television. I enjoy the show. I think if you're a football fan or you just like documentaries about football, that type of thing, tune in. Enjoy it. Gruden's going to give you some stuff. And as we go along in preseason, Antonio Brown, with his nonsense that's going on, I'm sure he's going to become more and more a big part of what's going on in the show. they got Richie Incognito. You got Vontes Burfick. So the Oakland Raiders are a fire keg, and uh, I'm, I'm there to watch the fuse be lit and eventually explode because we know that by week three, four, five, something's going to happen there. Matter of fact, as far as I know, they did get into a big brawl with the L.A. Rams in training camp, and hopefully they will air some of that on the program. Now, I did want to dedicate – 
the tail end of this show because it's not going to be a very long show. Hopefully nobody even calls in. I can do this by myself. I'm real good at this, I think. I want to talk about my all-time NFL players, from quarterbacks to coaches to teams to defense of players. And once again, this is Strange Talk with Doc, and if you just Google me, you will find me at all my locations where you could hear this podcast. Please leave a comment, share, like. If you dislike, let me know, and let me know why. You can be specific. You can email me suggestions. I love live callers. All the information to call in live will be located there. I I usually go live every Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay? So I'm going to do quarterbacks first. My all-time NFL quarterbacks are, and this is in no particular order. Each list will be in no particular order. Bob, Bradshaw, Brady, Breeze, Manning, Marino. Young, Rogers, Montana, and because I'm a Cowboy fan, I am not ignoring my boys, Starback and Aikman. My running backs are Sanders, Emmitt Smith, Adrian Peterson, Peyton, Dickerson, Tomlinson, Curtis Martin. My all-time favorite, and I actually listed this presentation on YouTube, a picture with me and him, my football idol, Tony Dorsett, Marcus Allen, and the crazy man himself, fucking lunatic, but the man could run and you cannot take a football skills away from him, mad, crazy-ass O.J. Simpson. My wide receivers are Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Michael Irving, Larry Fitzgerald, Megatron, Terrell Owens, Chris Carter, Tim Brown, Isaac Bruce, and Marvin Harrison. Those are my wide receivers. My tight ends, Gronkowski, Gates, Gonzalez, Sharp, Witten, Winslow Sr., not Jr., Winslow Sr., Dave Casper, Novacek, Cowboy, Greg Olson, and Travis Kelsey. My all-time defensive teams are the 19, I mean, 2015 Denver Broncos, the 91 Philadelphia Eagles, 2008 Pittsburgh Steelers, the 2002 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the 2013 Seattle Seahawks, 2000 Baltimore Ravens, Naturally, the 85 Bears and the 86 New York Giants, who I hate, but I got to give credit where credit is due. That was some defense that they had in 86. That linebacker core was outrageous. My all-time offensive for a season were the 92 Cowboys, the 98 Broncos, the 96 Packers, the 84 Dolphins, the 83 Redskins. The 04 Colts, 2000 Rams, greatest show on turf, 94 49ers, the 07 Patriots. Now, what I did with these lists, I just want to state this, is I had to, one, have seen you play. So you could not, there's not going to be a Jim Brown. There's not going to be anybody like that. No Mike Dickers. 
I have had to see you uh, no Lambos. I've had to see you coach, and I've had to see you physically myself play. Now, the NFL coaches would be Dungy, Bud Grant, Marv Levy, John Madden, Bill Parcells, Joe Gibbs, Don Shula, Tom Landry, the coach of my Cowboys, Chuck Knowles, Bill Belichick, and Bill Walsh. The greatest teams in my lifetime, 92 Dallas Cowboys, 86 New York Giants, 99 St. Louis Rams, the 2004 New England Patriots, 1994 San Francisco 49ers, 1998 Minnesota Vikings, 2007 New England Patriots, the 1985 Chicago Bears. Now, I know a couple of those teams didn't actually win the Super Bowl, Minnesota and New England in particular. But that doesn't make a difference to me. They still had great teams. They just, you know, I mean, think about it. New England Patriots in 07 was an undefeated team. How could I keep them off the list? And if I'm going to do that, I might as well put the 70, what is it, 72 Dolphins in there. They had a complete undefeated season and actually won the Super Bowl. Now, my all-time NFL defensive players, no positions warranted. Just these were the greatest defensive players that I've ever seen play the game of football. LT, Ray Lewis, as much as I dislike him, Ray Lewis was fantastic. Mike Singletary, Jack Lambert, Derek Thomas, Junior Seau, Mean Joe Green, Randy White, Alan Page, Reggie White, Bruce Smith, Charles Haley, Ronnie Lott, Ed Reed, Deion Sanders, Dawkins, Brian Dawkins, Sean Taylor, Troy Palomalo, Rod Woodson, Earl Thomas, Revis, Richard Sherman, Daryl Green, and Mike Hayes. Haynes. Once again, I appreciate you listening in. I thank you for the time that you've given me today. Uh, like I said, next week, it's going to be life-touching songs, songs that moved your life. I want to talk about those. I want to talk about songs that help you get through the day, get through situations, get through moments in life. Uh, they can be celebratory. They can make you sad. They can lift you up. It does not matter to me. I don't give a damn if it's country, western, opera, rap, reggae, punk rock. It does not make a difference. We don't all hear the same thing, even though we listen to the same song. Every song is not the same to every individual that hears it. Because we have different spirits, we have different souls, we have different experiences. And I would just really love to hear what you have to say about this. So join in. Don't don't sit on the sidelines. Everybody's welcome. Even if you think that you're not going to be good talking, you're going to be great. Trust me. You're going to be fantastic. I will make sure that you're fantastic. But be, I don't have to do that. It's already in you. All you're doing is expressing your opinion. 
So I just want to tell you, like I tell you all the time, I thank you. I appreciate you. I thank you for allowing my numbers to grow. I hope that you continue to listen. But feedback, feedback, feedback. Okay, give me as much feedback as you can. I don't give a damn if you say you don't like my voice, you don't like the flow of my my conversation, you don't like if I backtrack. I'm open to suggestion. I am trying to grow. I'm trying to become the best version of me that I possibly can do in this podcast. But I want you to enjoy your day. I hope that peace finds you. I hope that peace finds your family, your loved ones that everything is well at work, everything is well with your health, that you have more than enough, way more than enough to survive, bank-wise, food-wise, peace-wise, that you're sleeping well, that you have have a God, that you're in love with your God, and you know that your God loves you. Okay, so I'm going to tell you once again, people, Peace to you. Peace to yours. I'm out of here.